Hello again, it is Autumn Newman. Today, I'm going to be sharing my story of how I tore my ACL. But my story started even before I tore it. I was at Miami University for Summer Scholars Week two summers ago. And the day before I tore my ACL, I never thought sitting through a college lecture would have been so important. We were learning about the finite and infinite things in life and how different situations can create pain points. We were challenged to sit back and observe and put ourselves in a different pair of shoes and just understand what other people are going through. Simply talk to them until they reach that point of comfort and that point where they share their pain and something that they're going through that's deeper than just the surface level things such as stress. There's a lot that goes into a person and we really learned that and I understood that challenge so much more the next day. Me and a group of friends went and did our nightly activity, which that night it was soccer. Um, a guy passed me a ball and I had caught my foot in the turf as I was running backwards when I heard an extremely loud pop and I just froze, stood there, and I could just feel the pain aching through my body and shooting. And I hopped to the sidelines where I sat down and tried to think it through, tried to rationalize. And my mind just couldn't understand what just happened because I was in so much pain. And that's when I broke down. I just had tears running down from my face. A group of people came over and there was no explanation of whether I was crying because I was in pain or because of the fear of being out from sports considering volleyball tryouts were in two weeks from that point. And so they went and got camp counselors and some of the people who were facilitating the actual camp and they gave me an option of either I can just go back to the dorm rooms and rest and try to stay out my trip or they can call my parents and take me to the hospital to get x-rays and MRIs. But my parents happened to be in Mexico, and I did not want them to have to fly back or even be concerned that I was hurt or injured or possibly being taken out of sports. So I did what I would say was probably the right choice at the time, and I called my sister, and um, she gave them the okay for me to take Advil, but I didn't go to the hospital and I stayed out my following three days on crutches, crutching the campus classes, crutching the activities, and just hoping that my knee was just tweaked and I was probably being dramatic or something. But throughout those three days, I got a chance to sit back and not be the main person in action and not play sports and truly just talk and connect with people. And the way people can open up and share something so personal with you just because they feel like you can trust them is absolutely amazing and learning how to reach those pain points with people and it really opened up a different perspective to my life and something that I'm very interested in was volunteering. So as I got back from Miami um, I went and got my MRI when my parents came back from Mexico, and then I had gotten the results that I had torn my ACL, both my meniscus, and sprained my LCL and MCL, 
in which I had to receive surgery in the next couple of weeks, which also happened to be a week before school started. So going into my junior year of high school, everything seemed crazy. But not only was I not able to play sports, I also wasn't able to go hang out with friends because I was just in so much pain or on crutches or had physical therapy. And then my friend group changed and then I didn't have sports and it became kind of something that most people would just break down over or feel like their entire life is falling apart. And despite that feeling in the back of my head, I had to overcome it so that way I wouldn't get stuck in this place. Um, so I talked to the coaches and that is when I became an assistant freshman coach for our high school volleyball team. This was one of the most amazing opportunities I had had. I got to connect with the younger girls and really show them and teach them different things I would have never have gotten to do just being on the team. I got to understand the coaches better and understand their perspectives and really get to involve myself in that. And that was just an amazing thing, getting to win through other people and getting to see their success and not just always be the person on the court. But then as volleyball season came to an end and my recovery, I was hoping would come to an end, things just started <laughs> to not go right when it came to testing. I failed my first three ISO tests, which if you have torn your ACL, you know that's how you get cleared for testing. So I took this opportunity to really pour myself into volunteering and in the clubs I was in, I joined a bunch of clubs and I not only joined the clubs, but I took leadership positions within those clubs and really tried to make the most of my time and make a difference. Um, through this, I found a new sense of identity in not only just the sports I love, but also the volunteering I love too and getting to spend time with friends, make new friends. And when winter started to roll around, that is when I got to have the opportunity to become a volunteer coach for one of my previous coaches at his volleyball club. I helped out with a lot of practices and spent a lot of hours doing that. And even though it seems like some ways to just fill time, it really was more than that. It was such a growth opportunity of really getting to experience something more than just being on a team, but being a part of multiple teams and getting to understand what multiple people on the team are going through and what athletes need more of a pat on the back and what athletes need more of that pushing drive momentum and then also understanding the reasoning of what coaches do and what they have to do with parents for it that was definitely an interesting perspective but um to continue on with how that affected from my like college lecture that I received before that about receiving people's pain points I realized something that I thought was going to be a major pain point for me actually became growth from that pain. And learning to mentally overcome that was something that was so challenging just because you spend all these months of you can't do this, you can't do that, to, oh, okay, go ahead and try it, but if it hurts too bad, stop. And that's really terrifying as an athlete, knowing that you can go through this entire process again. But after about six months, I had gotten cleared for powerlifting again, in which I actually got to compete and have a season. And despite having knee surgery, I ended up taking third at state, which <laughs> was crazy. And just that exciting like sense of accomplishment of, hey, maybe this will be okay. Maybe I can return to sports. And a few months later, about 
two or three months, I got Claire to start throwing for track again. And my numbers were definitely not as high as I wanted. And it was quite discouraging. But I remember at the beginning of the year, I wasn't even able to walk without crutches. I mean, it's important to learn that there's small, important steps that you have to do. And you have to celebrate those small accomplishments. Even though it may not be exactly what you want, learning to lift your leg again, bending it past 90 degrees, or even just walking again, or the first time you run again, the first time you jump again, all those may not seem so big for an athlete, but it's really big steps and accomplishments that you have to learn to appreciate, especially in a time that's such a long process recovery. Um, And so as track was going on, I eventually improved my throw by four feet from beginning to end of season, but I was still a foot short from my average of the season previously, which junior year is one of the most common years to get noticed by colleges and get um, scholarships in this wise. So it seemed discouraging at first, but I took a writing class in which we had to write personal narratives and we had to do a research project as well. And Throughout these, I researched about mental recovery of athletes going through ACL recoveries, and I learned that over 50% can battle depression because of their sense of identity loss, and I also learned that majority of players don't return to sports within their first two years because of fear of re-injury, and at that time, I was just so thankful I didn't have to face these things despite the slight fear I had of returning to sports and the slight hesitations I would have I still did it I still overcame that and you really have to change your mindset to be able to understand this at 12 months I was able to return to volleyball and diving on your knee that you tore and moving in different ways jumping again it was definitely an experience of like oh my gosh am I going to retain my ACL am I going to have to go through all of this again but it's important to talk to your family and talk to your friends in that sense I had plenty of friends who were there to support me and some more than others but even so the people I had coached with or my family who was there that I was able to talk to whenever I felt scared or nervous about this I also had my physical therapist who could understand what I was going through and be there for me even though that he wasn't there for every single game. He could understand that the fear I had originally going back into it. And then you also have your school athletic trainers that can make a major difference just because seeing them and maybe icing and being like, hey, my knee is feeling a little swelly today. What should I do about it? And just that sense of reassurance Because there is going to be a lot of hesitation. There is going to be a lot of nervousness. You're going to experience pain both mentally and physically. But that's all part of this major recovery process that you can talk through people with. And some it becomes a pain point and some it becomes a growth point. And for some it's both. So I think it's interesting to understand other people's stories and hear what they're going through. And... The biggest thing is knowing that you're not alone. Even if your friends don't understand, your parents may seem like they don't understand, there's someone out there that does, and that's why I really hope this podcast can connect with someone and make them realize that, hey, maybe this worked for someone else. Maybe I can go do that. Whether it's reading self-care books 
or listening to other podcasts or talking to other athletes at your school, going to the sporting event still, maybe even talking to your coaches to see if there's um, a way you can become a team manager or maybe an assistant coach. There's so many opportunities to still be involved your te- with your team. And you can also find other ways to find a new sense of identity, whether it's volunteering, more focused on academics, or becoming a part of a different group, or a, if you're officially taken out of that sport because your injury was so bad, maybe there's another lower impact sport you can join. And so there's just so many opportunities that I hope people can realize that just because you lost something that you love for whether it's the rest of your life or a temporary time, you can find something else that you can love or maybe something to support you until you've reached that point of acceptance. So I appreciate you all listening to my story and I hope this really helps someone out there and maybe find something that they can do or someone that can help them go go through what they're experiencing. Have a good day.